We are into episode 9 of Mountain Bike Talk SA. Uh, I'm Brad Brown. Welcome to it. Thanks for downloading and listening to this weekly podcast uh, based and focused specifically on the South African mountain biking scene here in SA. The response to last week's show was just phenomenal uh, with the, the live clip of Greg Minar winning the downhill at the 2013 Mountain Bike World Champs. If you haven't listened to it yet, head over to uh, mtbtalksa.co.za forward slash eight. You can listen to that. Uh, it is very, very cool. It gives me goosebumps every single time I listen to it. So go check that out. But coming up in this week's show, uh, busy, busy show lined up for you once again. And yeah, it's been so fun putting it together. And I can tell you this week on the show, uh, some really, really cool guests. We're going to be chatting to Shan Wilson. I've mentioned his name over the last few episodes here on Mountain Bike Talk SA about his really brave performance at the World Champs, finishing second uh, in his age category, winning silver after having taken a fall and dislocating his jaw. Yeah, I kid you not, got back up and carried on riding. Not only did he dislocate his jaw, broke a rib on top of it as well. So, uh, yeah, what a performance. Uh, awesome chat with Shan. That's coming up on the show. We also chat to Craig Wapnick, the race director for the Nedbank Sani to see. They have gone and introduced a new category at next year's race, and I think it is superb. That's coming up on the show. And then I also caught up with a guy by the name of Tyrone Richards, who is a mountain biker, first and foremost, but he's also taught himself to develop apps, and he's developed an app uh, that you as a mountain biker might find particularly interesting. So that's all coming up on this week's show. And I say a mountain biker, I'm talking about being a mountain biker here in SA. Uh, so check it out. That's all coming up on this week's show. If you want to be in touch, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at MTB Talk SA. You can also like our Facebook page. Just search for us, MTB Talk SA, or pop me an email if you'd like, podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. Let's get straight into this week's show. Well, over the last few weeks here on Mountain Bike Talk SA, we've been chatting a hell of a lot about the Mountain Bike World uh, Champs that took place in Peter Marisburg over the last couple of weeks. First, we looked at the age groupers, and then we looked at the pros. And, and around those age grouper races, there were tons of stories. And, and everybody that I speak to has just got a different version of what actually happened. And I thought, you know what? I need to hear from the horse's mouth himself. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Welcome onto the show this week, Shan Wilson. Shan, welcome onto Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks, Brad. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> Shan, before we, we get started, congratulations, first of all, on your, your silver medal at the World Champs. Uh, awesome performance, but that's where all this all this sort of these stories are coming about, about what actually happened in that race. T talk to me about your actual race. Uh, thanks for the well wishes. Um, yeah, look, the, the, the place where I crashed was, was not the normal place one would really stress about. There were far harder other places that one could crashed the way I crashed and it was such an insignificant little drop off that I trained on a lot uh, with the build up to the world and um, you know a lot of people have asked me the same question day in and day out and being in the industry I only see people like yourself that I've got to answer to and I think you know maybe the excitement, the adrenaline I might have landed with my front wheel just a centimeter or two off where I should have been and went down properly, properly hard. Still cleated in and just did a face plant. I mean, I dislocated my jaw, broke a rib, lost two teeth, 
and still battling with her right um, shoulder. And that was it. And I, I was lucky to get up. And I think maybe it's a crash that revved me up to get the silver. Some people would have said, if you didn't crash, would you have won? I don't like to think like that. <laughs> From the old school, but that was it, eh? Shan, that, that's an amazing story. I mean, I, I spoke to Andrew McLean about it. He finished third in that same race, and, and he told me about it. I, I was chatting to Dave McLeod. I chatted to Max Kluwer, and they've all given me versions of events. And, and, and that's what I wanted to ask. What, was, what went through your mind when you went down? I mean, it must have been hellish sore, or, or was it like you didn't realize how sore it was because the adrenaline was pumping when it happened? You got up and carried on. When did you realize, hang on a sec, I've done some serious damage here? Yeah, that's exactly, I mean, the way you've described it's in a nutshell. I mean, I went down so hard and so fast that your natural instincts are just to jump up. And, uh, um, you know, there's one of one of two options, a fight or flight. This was clearly one of a fight. I got up onto my bike and probably within 10 minutes of the incident that I realized that, that I'd hurt myself and, just settled into the race and carried on. I mean, and I was lucky to to stay upright and keep my head down and refocus. So, oh, it's a bit odd, but you, I could have stayed down. I was a bit sore, but I think I only the the real pain only set in maybe a few hours after the event. I'm sure. Shan, how how long how long before the end of the race? How far were you from the the finish when this happened? Well, it was still on the first lap. We hadn't even completed the first half of the first lap. And, uh, I mean, essentially, the the age groupers course was split into two figure of eights with a total of about 7.4 kilometers a lap. So this probably happened within the first two and a half kilometers of lap one. I still had a further three laps, of which the following three laps, when I went over that obstacle, were 110% as... I had trained them, so there's still a little bit of cloud as to how I could have uh, blown that so badly in the way I did. Wow, that's amazing. Shannon, as far as, as racing goes, I mean, you, you're a former pro mountain biker. How did you get into the sport initially? Well, it's a funny story because I was a paddler, a doozy paddler, and also a doozy gold medalist. So doozy and paddling, being an Italian uh, from from the Midlands, uh, paddling is like a culture in itself, quite a different crowd. And so that was my calling. And then I I damaged my right shoulder and got rotator cuff, and they said, your only choice now is to opt. I said, no, I'm not going to have the operation. Don't worry about it. And I, I bought a mountain bike just to try and keep fit and gather my thoughts and think about what I was going to do. And the rest is history. <laughs> how, how long ago was that, Jen? This is uh, 15, 20 years ago. Sheesh. So you, you were one of the, the first, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm putting, I mean, mountain biking has, has been around for a while, but it hasn't been around for that long. So you must have been one of the, the first oaks who, who really sort of took this thing seriously and, and, and made a living out of it? 100%. I think Team GT at the time, which is 10 or 12 years ago, was probably one of the first uh, pro, pro teams in, um, alongside with a Joburg team that Ben Melt used to race for. Um, they were sponsored by KHS and Morningside Cycles and one of the computer companies at the time were probably one of the first pro uh, if you can call it that, MTB teams at that stage. And soon thereafter, it started to blossom a bit where you could make a marginal living. And then, so, yeah, you're right. 
I mean, you, you've gotten, you, you've written with, with a lot of the big names in, in South African mountain biking. You, you're on the team with, with the late Barry Stunder as well. I mean, who are, who are some of the, the big names that, that, that you've just had some, some crazy battles with that, that are just really crazy, super, super skilled mountain bikers? Oh, look, all of them, eh? I mean, I've raced, I was, I've, I've beat Kevin in a sprint finish in one of the Drifter series. I mean, I've raced with Max Knox. Raced with Max Knox. I've raced Brandon Stewart. I've raced Epics with Brandon Stewart. Raced against Jacques Rousseau. Raced two Epics with Jacques Rousseau. In fact, Jacques and I were the first South Africans ever to finish on the podium overall as elite riders. First South Africans ever to win a stage in the Cape Epic. I mean, and I've, I've, I've done all ten of the Epics. Um, I'm, 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 I'm preparing to line up on the grid for my 11th next year. So I just keep at it and do what I can. And um, I've seen guys come and go. And I've been, I mean, I've captained Kevin Evans to world champs in two occasions, 05 and 06. I've, I've seen these lighties mature and I've seen some lead the sports. I've seen some join the sport. All right. And then, Shan, just a, an, an, an aside question. I mean, I, I, a lot of guys listen to this show aren't elite cyclists by any stretch. They, they're proper weekend warriors. What advice would you give to someone? I mean, you, you, that, that, I mean, you had a serious, serious crash at, at Worlds. It, you, your confidence must take a, a bit of a knock from something like that. What advice would you give to someone who's come off and is now really nervous to get back on or, or they're tentative, they're back on the bike, but they're tentative going into, into sort of more technical stuff? How, how can you overcome that fear? Look, it's a time thing. Eh? I've had many crashes. I've broken my leg in one of the crashes at Worlds in, in Canada. And uh, physically, you you heal very quickly. And you'll be surprised how well the body recovers and adapts to to physical challenges. But mentally, that's wherein lies the secret. And the sooner you can get back onto the bike, the better. And... Um, you just really got to take it easy and literally go to what you fear the most and attempt them because technical mountain biking is nothing other than confidence issues. And I say that with, with experience. It's, it's, it's just a confidence. And the sooner you can drop your front wheel off a drop off or through a technical, uh, rock garden, even be it slowly, but speed is your friend. The sooner you can do that the better it is for your, your, your mental convalescence. Yeah, and, and you mentioned it's a, it's a confidence thing. It's, it's also a case of the more tentative you're going into, into something like, like a, a, maybe a technical drop-off or, or a rock garden, if, you, if you're going in there tentative, the chances of you coming off are probably a lot higher than if you're going in confidence. So you've just almost got to fake it and, and, and just go, don't you? 100%. You hit the nail on the head. People must really believe that in this instance, speed is your friend. You're 100%. The slower you're going, the harder you'll fall, the faster you're going. And it's a funny thing to, to say, the, 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 the less damaging the fall will be. You've got to go in with uh, the critical speed, and that's the right speed, which isn't slow. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's again, it boils down to the confidence thing to have the confidence to go in at that speed. But Shane, you, you mentioned Epic next year. That's on the cards. What what else is on the cards for you? What what in the next sort of year? What are your plans? Look, Epic's always a big goal, and I mean, one almost plans their their, their calendar from Epic to Epic, and no longer from the New Year to New Year. That's uh, most of the bike is New Year, even a, a week weekend warrior. 
And then there's all the uh, uh, Sony to C's, the Joburg to C's. There's um, a lot of stage racing and a lot more than the used to be and I try and do as much as I can and all of them as much as possible it helps with my business to be at races to be a personality in the industry and nice one as possible um, so for me and my family are involved uh, in the business and the sport so we just go from race to race mountain biking is a very family orientated sport so that's the plan for next year and it, it just continues like that till one day when I and I've got to start walking and can't ride. <laughs> Shan, tell me, I mean, you, you must have seen some amazing changes in the sport over the years. Why do you think mountain biking's got so big here in South Africa? Sure. Um, look, obviously the professional element has, has, has played, a, well, look, okay, let's take this one step before that. Uh, Epic certainly did a lot for the sport. Um, but mountain biking's like the new golf. It's a way of keeping healthy and fit. It's better than running. It's easier than running. So to get a bike and a helmet and a pair of shoes, is, is, it's relatively inexpensive and a nice way to keep healthy. Then you want to go and race. You get involved with an odd race, and then your goals and your, your the benchmark gets uh, pegged a bit higher, and you do a bigger race. The next minute, you end up doing the epic. So it's exploded. Corporate uh, participation has made a big difference. And throwing money at the problem, I mean, you can now earn a very big wage and live a good life. So, well, Epic put mountain biking on a map to a degree internationally, and uh, it's a lot of racing, eh? and it's, it's accessible, I think. And uh, it's the beauty, it's family, family participation is a big thing as well. Yeah, I also, also um, think, I mean, yeah. if, if you look at South Africa as a country, I mean, it's the, the climate is just so conducive, too. I think that's definitely one of the reasons. And we've got some amazing trails. I mean, you're lucky enough to live down in the Western Cape. I mean, you guys have got, got uh, probably the best trails in the world down there. I mean, you, you can't beat the sort of the trails that you guys get to ride on. Yeah, we're lucky. We've got phenomenal facility um, at our beck and call and at our doorstep. I live in Wellington in the Poland, and I mean, there's Salvin Pass. The Epic came through our village this year. Um, it's very pretty and a lot of uh, single track and a lot of bike parks all over the place for everybody and anybody. It's difficult for you guys because you, your facilities are limited or you must travel to the likes of Sabi or out the area. So we're very fortunate. It's easy to take up the sport here. Your neck of the woods, you've got to get on a road and drive somewhere almost if you're not close by to a bike park facility. Yeah, absolutely. But still, I mean, Joburg, you look at Gauteng. I mean, there's so many guys that do ride. Last week on the show, we had uh, had Ian Hoy from Northern Farm, and they, they're doing some great things. And, and every weekend yes, you go yes. out there, it's packed. I mean, Andrew's involved. Uh, with the with the the cycle park out in four ways as well. So yeah, I mean there, there are there's more and more springing up, and it's just an amazing amazing to see the sport just exploding uh, all over the country. Not not just in the Western Cape, but I mean the guys in in KZN are doing amazing things too. I mean that Cascades Mountain Bike Park is just something else, isn't it? Yeah, that's phenomenal. And yeah, you've got the, there's a big element of advocacy in the sport where guys are are. Um, literally mirroring or soundboarding different bike parks in different uh, provinces, exactly like you say. And that is what's making the sport grow as well, to go to a safe environment with your family and ride a mountain bike. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Shane Wilson, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been awesome catching up and just shooting the breeze. Uh, I look forward to doing it again. hope you, you, you mend up well. I'm sure you, you're well on the way to recovery already. And, 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 yeah, we'll definitely catch up soon here on Mountain Bike Talk SA.
Yeah, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to share my, my passion about the sport and um, keep well and all the best and thanks very much. I get tons of emails uh, in my inbox that, that come through and, and just tell me about things that are happening in the mountain biking scene. And, and I got one today that really, really excited me. And, and I thought, you know what, I have to chat to them. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show race director for the Old Mutual Joburg to see Craig Wapnick. Craig, welcome onto the show. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us today. Pleasure, Brad. Nice to be with you, man. Craig, this, this email that I got today I think is superb. You guys have introduced a new category. I mean, obviously, we love watching the guys win the race and, and that sort of thing. But for the vast majority of the field, us weekend warriors at the back who, who have to really lug our backsides up and down hills, uh, it's, it's basically just a bit of a competition between mates, but there's now a way to formalize it. Absolutely. You know, I was riding with Sean Bardenhorst the other day from Tread Magazine, and you know, he's a passionate mountain biker. And... Um, Basically, we were just talking about different things, and he said he had this idea to do um, the tread buffalo category to reward guys like in, 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 a, in the boxing sense for being super fit but just not light. And I, I, I'm one of those guys, a bit like yourself, Brad, who just absolutely loves riding but is, is probably never going to be light enough to compete, um, even though I'm relatively fit most of the time. And I just thought, you know what, this, we've got to be the first. Eh? We've got to be the first to, to take this Tread Buffalo category and, uh, and launch it. So ideally, we're going to, it's going to be a 365 you know, day thing in the sense that you can monitor results, um, go online to the Tread Magazine website, and just basically check how you're doing against your peers in the 90 kilogram plus category. Is, is there just going to be one, one weight category, 90 plus? Is, is that the Buffalo category? That, at, at this stage, yes. I mean, you know, unless there's a demand for more, I can't see us changing right now. First, the idea is to sort of have a bit of humor and banter around the fact that if you're racing as a team, you and your partner need to be 180 kilograms together combined. Um, and if you basically, um, as a solo, you've got to be 90 plus. So it does lend itself to a few little challenges because you might have a guy who's 70, but his partner might be 120. But that's, you know, obviously it's going to balance out then obviously anyway. Yeah. But you'll enter the team or as a solo right, in the category. That, so if you if, if you enter as in a team, you probably want to ride as your teammate for the whole year and see how you guys do as a team. You know, right. if you enter as an individual, you've got to you've got to do individual races that hopefully will embrace it. I mean, we we are the first to embrace it. Um, we're not sure who else is going to take take it on. I think it's I think it's awesome, and I hope that that other races do take it on. And and yeah, I I think it's a great idea that that Sean's come up with, and and I want to give you guys props for 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 sort of endorsing it. And as far as as the the, the Joburg to see race itself, I mean, are you guys going to have a special prize category? Just I mean, you know, you, I know you're talking over 365 days with tread, but for your race in particular, will there be a special prize for for the Buffalo category? Absolutely. You know, it, 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 it gets launched quite sort of humorously and quite tongue-in-cheek, but actually, Sean and I are pretty serious about this category. Um, you know, it really is a bit like boxing. I mean, you're going to possibly, you know, it's probably going to start something um, um, soon that basically could take over as a legitimate, serious category for guys who are just never going to compete in the lightweight divisions, you know? Yeah, Craig, I, I actually love the idea. And, and you know what? I am slightly overweight, but I'm hell of a tall. I mean, I'm six foot six. There's no ways. I mean, if I had to get down to, to the weight of these guys that, that win these races, 
I would I would disappear within myself. There's just no way on earth that I'm going to end up weighing 70 kg. So I'm fairly competitive. I love getting out there and, and racing my mates. And, and this is a way for me to sort of go, hey, you know what? Here's a chance for me to, to maybe have a, have a go at, at possibly, and, and I put it in inverted commas, winning a race. Absolutely. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's a completely um, completely legitimate sort of thing. If, you, if and I'll, I keep going back to the boxing thing, you know, that's what I'm trying to, we're trying to focus on is that, it, I, you know, Sean, I could tell when he, when he launched this, he, he, it was basically for guys who are riding with sort of, you know, 10% body fat, but they can be 110 kilograms. I mean, Victor Maxfield, the classic example, you know, he's come into the sport as a late starter, but he's never going to get lower than 90 kg. It's impossible. Yeah. And he can still do, oh, sorry, my baby, my brand new baby is just giving us a little bit of a rev here. No, no, sure, sir. But, um, yeah, Brad, so that's the story. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand the racing categories in a fun way to more people. And I think this is just one way we can do it. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. And then as far as the logistics go, I mean, <laughs> you're always going to have guys that are pushing the sort of barriers and, and trying to get into categories or, or sort of win races that they, they don't actually. Are you guys going to have official weigh-ins? Absolutely. It's going to have to happen before the WCC starts because our food's so good, we'll probably end up having too many oats at the end of it. But <laughs> you've got to, we're going to, that's going to be part of the fun. You know, you'll have a proper tread, um, tread sort of station that might sort of say something along the lines of tread lightly. Um, but you'll, you'll, ideally, what, there's a little bit of a, a gap because obviously the guys at a plus 80 are in sort of no man's land, you know. Um, and neither, so we're sort of making a bit of a tongue in cheek thing and saying, listen, Either you've got to train harder or eat more. So it's, <laughs> it's, your, it's your call, you yeah. <laughs> uh, know. The eat more is the easier bit. But yeah, 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 the, yeah. the problem is with you guys, you, you're right about the food, is, is you'll, you'll start with 20 guys at the start of the race and you'll have 60 in the category by the time you get down Absolutely, to the coast. Absolutely, yeah. That's why we've got to do it before and make sure. That it's, and it, obviously it excludes, it excludes bike and it, it's in your jocks. So you'll have to be prepared to be, in, obviously discreetly so, but you'll have a proper way in. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be quite a hoot. You know, I mean, you know, every time you do your event, you're going to have to weigh in for the category, whatever event it is, because obviously you can change, you know, you might end up becoming a, um, a sort of, lightweight or whatever you know? <laughs> as opposed to a super heavyweight <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Craig I think it is superb I look forward to, to sort of following it with interest I hope it definitely does take off and if there are other race organisers uh, that, that think this is a cool idea get, get hold of Sean at uh, Tread Magazine and you know, I'm sure he'll give all the details and, and they'll be dead keen to get on board I'm sure fantastic Brad thanks man Craig we look forward to it and oh, we'll definitely chat soon okay excellent I'm always looking for sort of new gadgets or apps. I, I just absolutely, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a definite, definite techno fan, and I know there are a lot of technophobes out there, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely not a technophobe, I can tell you that much. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto Mountain Bike Talk SA this week, a gentleman who uh, is fairly new to the sport of mountain biking, took it up a couple of years ago, uh, has also got an interest in app development, and has found a way to merge the two. Uh, Tyron Richards, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for your time today. Uh, thanks, Brad, for inviting me. Tyron, you, you've developed an app, and, and I stumbled across it purely by accident. I was, I was just searching through the app store for, for, for some things on, on, on my Apple and, and came across this app that's uh, got a whole bunch of South African mountain bike trails on. Tell me a little bit about the app itself. Yeah, uh, it's an app that uh, was only released, uh, like I think, within the last two weeks, uh, at the moment, it's only available on the Apple Store. 
uh, we are in the process of developing an, a version for Android as well, you know, for the droids out there. Uh, essentially, the app is basically just the main aim of the app is to enable people who like to ride their mountain bikes to find a trail, whether it's nearby or if they go on a holiday to another province to be able to locate a trail. Uh, the app will enable them to to get to the trail because they can use the the built-in maps app of uh, uh, Apple, and it will actually give you driving directions right up to the trail to get you from from where you are, whether you be at home or wherever you are, to the actual trail to the to the to the beginning of the trail. So it gives you directions to get there. All right, and then Tyron, how, at the moment, I mean, how many trails have you got on? Are you continuously adding, or, or if if people come across trails, can they add them to to the app? Absolutely, it's, it's a work in progress. At the moment, I've got about between eighty and ninety trails throughout South Africa, and uh, I've just completed another three trails in the KwaZulu area that uh, I'm in the process of adding to the uh, to the app. And uh, I would really appreciate if people can. You know, uh, let me know about any trails around them that they've discovered, and uh, I'll be glad enough to to put it on, uh, on the app for them. Okay, Tyron, what what we'll do is at the end of this interview, I'll, I'll give all your details and how people can can find you, and also how they can download the app as well. Uh, with regards to the trails, I mean, I, I was having a quick squiz. There's obviously there's descriptions and that on the trails as well. It tells you sort of how technical it is and that sort of thing as well. If if I'm correct, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, the trails that I've ridden myself, you know, I would, I would, there would obviously be a bit more details uh, uh, for those trails. On the other ones, I've really relied on what's available on the websites for most of the trails and some other resources on the internet. The idea is just to give a basic uh, idea of, you know, how far you're going to ride, uh, how many options there are, uh, what type of trail it is. Is it uh, very technical, single track, or is it jeep track? Uh, or is it just like, you know, farm roads that you're going to ride, ride onto? And then I think very important as well is, uh, just the other information like, you know, does it have any ablution facilities? Uh, is there a swimming pool? Uh, what about, you know, activities for the kids to do if you may want to go with your family and your, your wife or your, your husband is not a rider and they want to spend some time with the kids while you're out on the trail. So some, you know, those are facilities. And I think to me also very important is those weekend trails. You know, if you go out to a place for the weekend, you want to go out and uh, you, you, you also want to ride. There's quite a few places available, you know, in all the provinces where you can go and spend some time with your family over the weekend and, uh, you know, just ride the trails uh, either at the facility or in uh, places around there. So I've also included that type of information. Sorry, that sounds awesome. Tell me a little bit about the history of how this all came about. I mean, you, you say you've got, got got an interest in app development, but how did how did this specific one, one come, come to fruition? Uh, Brad, uh, when I started out mountain biking, uh, I wanted to, you know, find out where... Uh, I can find trails. So I, I went onto the internet and the information is, you know, quite dispersed. And I thought I would like to get something that, uh, you know, you, if you want to look for a trail and you don't, you're not near your PC, it's a bit difficult, but people always have their phones with them. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just easy to get all that information in, in, in one place. 
So I looked around the internet and I saw that there's nothing available for South Africa. Uh, there's quite a few apps available for other places like in the UK, in New Zealand, in the United States. Looked around and, and just looked to see what they were doing. And then I made the decision that I would like to, to, to bring out an app. But uh, unfortunately, I am not a developer. I don't know how to code, you know. And uh, I then went on to the Internet. I went to the Apple website and saw that you could become a developer, but you needed to, to know how to code in Objective-C, which is the language that Apple uses to, 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 uh, to code the applications. Uh, started getting books around that and reading about, but it's, it's not easy, I must tell you. There's basically two processes. The one is the design element, and the second one is the actual coding element. So I decided to focus on the design part of it. I found resources on the internet, and there's quite a few available, that can enable you as somebody who does not know how to code, but if you can design, then they will actually generate the code for you. And I found such a beautiful a resource called buzztouch.com, and anybody can actually use it to bring out an app. And that's what I used. I designed the app. I went to BuzzTouch, and I used that to develop the, the app, and they generated the code for me, and wow, Apple accepted the app, and uh, that was a great day for me. And, it, and it's in the App Store. I think, I think it's amazing. I, I just love the way technology, uh, <laughs> the Internet's an amazing thing. You can learn to do anything, and... And, and yeah, you've gone and developed this app that's going to help sort of mountain bikers around the country and, 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 and get out on the trails and especially in places where you aren't familiar. I think it's a great, great idea. Tyron, if people want to get hold of you, perhaps they've got trails that they know of that, that aren't included in the app at the moment but they think should be. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, the best would be to just uh, drop me an email. Uh, and uh, if they drop it uh, at uh, Tyrone. T-Y-R-O-N-E, Richards, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S, at iCloud.com. All right, cool. Or if they just go on to Twitter, they'll find me there, uh, MTB Trails SA. That's my Twitter handle. Cool. And just send me a, a direct message, and then we can, we can communicate. Fantastic. Tyron, what I'll do is I'll pop that email address and your Twitter handle in the show notes for this episode. It's uh, Mountain Bike Talk SA. It's mtbtalksa.co.za forward slash nine. If you're listening to this and you want to get to uh, the web address and you want to get all those details, that's where you'll find them. Tyron, what I'll also do is I'll pop a link directly through to the App Store so that if people want to download the app, it's not a free app. You are charging for it, but I think it's only $199 which is 20 bucks. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, it's 15 rare 99 uh, on the South African uh, store. Okay, well, there you go. I, I mean, I'm, I've got a US account, so so that's why. So fifteen between 15 and 20 bucks, depending on what, what store you account you've got. Uh, I mean, that's absolutely nothing if you think about how much uh, the sport costs you overall. Uh, it's a small, small investment, and you can get some great information. Ty Richards, thank you so much for joining us on Mountain Bike Talk SA this week, uh, and all the best with, with the development, and, and hopefully it goes from strength to strength. Brett, thank you very much uh, and appreciate the time that you gave me. Well, that's it for this week's show. 
Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Nice mix of guests today. Thanks to, to all three of them, Shan, Craig, uh, and Tyrone. Appreciate your time this week, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And as always, uh, if you do download this through Apple, uh, through the iTunes store, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind just taking a few seconds to leave us a star review. And if you wouldn't mind just writing up a review as well, just take a couple of minutes of your time. Let us know what you think of the show. What that does is it just helps us spread the word about Mountain Bike Talk SA on Apple. And it allows other people to find this podcast as well. As always, be in touch at MTB Talk SA, Facebook MTB Talk SA, or pop me an email, podcast at mtbtalksa.co.za. For myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week. Look forward to chatting same time next week. Cheers.